My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about the embodiment of divine union. And you may be wondering what we mean by that. Well, we're talking about how as as spiritual beings and, and as eternal souls, many of us can often feel like we are from somewhere else. And many of us know that we are from somewhere else. So when we get in touch with that spiritual identity, And then we have to reckon it with this human world. As many of you know, that can be very complicated and very challenging. So um, working through trauma, working through just the everyday aspects of being human and the dramas that come from the ego. We're going to talk a lot about that today and hear about our guest's journey with that and how she helps people with it as well. So I'm talking to Galactic Ashley. um, And again, our show title is The Embodiment of Divine Union. She is an artist, channel, and teacher. And we're going to learn all about how she comes um, at this subject matter. Um, So I'm excited to talk with her today. Uh, Welcome, Ashley. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I put out to the universe. I would like to be out there (laughs) in front of people. And then all of a sudden, here we are. Here we are. That's how it works. I love how those connections happen. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. So why don't we begin uh, where we usually do. I'd love to hear about you and what you do as an artist channel and teacher. Sure. So I'm Galactic Ashley and I channel divine guidance for star seeds, connecting them to their star families and galactic lineages. I use light language frequencies and work with your cosmic connections to facilitate high frequency healing transmissions and encoded activations. And additionally, I have these, um, I call them galactic guided intensives and they're nine week discourses where we gather together three times a year. Um, One time is channeling, the other time is for light language. And then the third time is my wild card series that rotates every year. And this year it's gonna be called um, Gaia and the Galactics and it's heart initiations. So each week there's going to be um, different beings that come in to help support us during this time. And the beings are gonna be like the Pegasus constellation beings plus the unicorn beings coming in during one week, Solaris and Gaia coming in. And it's really sort of bringing this whole union together between the stars and earth because the earth and Gaia is really part of the star nations. And so, even thinking of ourselves less earth centric and more galactic centric as we're like a part of this universe is really beneficial and helpful. So I'm excited to help bring all of us into more of a heart coherency sort of during these transitional times that we find ourselves in and the wild card courses are always a roller coaster ride <laughs> for me because I get to bring all this information in, embody it, integrate it 
and then see who shows up and it's always very exciting and so that starts in first week of may of this year so and then awesome. we always do light language and channeling and it's always just very interesting. <laughs> nice. And what does that look like for your students when they they come to these um, these intensives? What what kind of like what would be someone that would be drawn to this work? And then what would they get out of it once they arrive? In terms of not just the transformation, but what would walk us through the experience of that? Right. So usually the people that I tend to attract are star seeds or anybody that aligns with maybe being a channel, any of the terms, wing maker, soul, like somebody that's experienced a soul exchange, maybe near-death experiences. Um, sometimes um, people come to me, they don't necessarily know why, and it's because they're about to have a really big transition in their life, and it tends to happen in the middle of the course or right when the course starts or right before the course starts. And then I would say the other half of the people are already practitioners. So they are already channels or they want to incorporate channeling and or light language into their metaphysical practice or healing practice. I also attract a fair number of body workers. So what happens is, is we meet once a week for two hours. And then we also have sometimes guest speakers or depending on the course uh, practice sessions um, every other week. And I have a lot of um, course content um, that is available. So I'm trying to meet basically the mother that has two toddlers <laughs> and also somebody that maybe is recently retired and has all of this time and they're going through an expansion in their own energy field. So I'm meeting everybody where they're at. So there's tons of information. And then if you don't need that and you can only show up for those two hours, then I always remind people that that's enough. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is we all carry a lot of school trauma in us and not being enough. So automatically what gets triggered is I can't finish all of this. This is too much information. And that's fine because we get to discern and choose what's right for us and just go through the process and trust that we're going to receive the transmissions and activations um, that happen. And so usually we spend the first hour talking and then the second hour is a pretty um, intense kind of transmission where we go into a very deep guided experience and then the beings come in with a lot of messages lovely i love yeah. that so you you began kind of your uh professional path as an artist so you know we talked before the show both you and i started there you know going to art school and then realizing that our guides were taking us on a very different journey than maybe what we expected mm -hmm. so can you share with us the the journey from kind of going to this maybe traditional structure of art school and then finding your way as as the artist channel and teacher you are today Right. So originally I went to undergrad um, in sort of a pre-veterinarian program at UC Davis because I wanted to be a vet. That, that's what I was focused on. And it's because I didn't know. I knew that I loved animals. I had gone to a private school and we weren't, arts wasn't really a, a big, <laughs> wasn't the star player <laughs> at my school, right? It was AP chemistry, AP this, AP that, and just really pushing yourself. So I showed up and I was like, man, this is, this is really hard. And um, I ended up 
switching to graphic design because I needed something, so visual communications, I needed something that didn't involve scantrons. <laughs> That's not my, and then being in a sea of people, like an auditorium and like, Scantron, that's a blast from the past right there. I know, right? Like (laughs) Scantrons and being one person of hundreds in like looking at a professor that thinks he's a rock star, I guess, right? Um, It didn't work for me. But this whole time, I'm also having experiences because since I was a child, I've been connected to the multidimensional realms. The first being that I worked with was a wolf being and a dragon. So basically a wolf named George and a dragon named Draggy because I was a child (laughs) and those were the names, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've always been connected and always been doing automatic writing. I just didn't know that it was called automatic writing. So that's my path. Um, I also um, have been an athlete. And so basically, um, and I was a college athlete too. I was, I rode on the women's um, crew team. So I have had this, basically, I consider it a a gift, not that I am God's gift to sports, but that sports and athleticism and whatever's in my DNA was a gift to me because I was transmuting and running a lot of energy out of me because I'm also a very, very deep empath. And so it was a natural way to move these energies through me. So my whole life, I've basically been asking, when can I, when can I, when can I? And I just, I couldn't. And the reason why is because my gifts I would have used to there was a very specific term. It's not spiritual bypassing, but I would have used it to not be present and embodied here. Uh, spiritual escapism. The beings mm-hmm. refer to it as if they would have let me fully access everything in the way that I wanted, I would have tried to, it would have been spiritual escapism because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have, I didn't want to really be here. I was always calling out to a lot of the cetacean beings in the ocean, waiting for a sort of some, I would just be out at the end of the pier, like waiting, like, where is everybody? When are going to pick me up? <laughs> yeah, come, I remember those conversations. <laughs> <laughs> like, come and get me. Like, I would imagine these like dolphins or whales just taking me down into the ocean because to me, the ocean and, and the Milky Way in the sky is the same thing. So it's like, take me down or take me up. But I need to, I need to be taken. And I was never taken. Um, so over time, what was really happening is um, I, so I finished school. I worked for a while. Um, I, you know, I used to spend my time hanging out, like going, I was just talking to a friend the other day and I was thinking about Mexican food. I used to go get tacos and go to these, um, very Latin American, cause I'm originally from California cemeteries and just hang out in the afternoon and eat tacos on somebody's grave and like <laughs> talk to them and sort of just hang out. And, um, over time i was the art what the art was doing is because i believe that creativity is the fastest way for us to align so creativity for anybody could actually mean the fine arts but it could also mean gardening um it is it can mean raising your children whatever it is that you are passionate about that keeps you sort of in the zone of kind of no time is the quickest way to help your energy field align. So I feel like the universe guided me towards that. 
Um, and plus, my dad was also an architect and an artist, so there was kind of that sort of floating around around me all of the time. Um, but eventually, um, I wanted to, I went into the Peace Corps um, and I started using photography as what I had fallen in love with during my undergrad degree. And what, it, what happened was, is it became this tool that allowed me to connect to humanity and people just automatically trusted me, probably like many of you out there that are listening. Um, you might be one of those people like me where people just come up to you and they tell you their life story because they automatically trust you. And then you sort of end up having advice that you give them or offer or you just listen and that's it. And I mean, and this was happening everywhere that I went. So I am um, kind of always working on this one project, which I think I've decided I'm going to turn into a card deck, but it's it's called Anima Us. And it's basically these um, images that I've been working on even through grad school that take different landscapes across the world, South America, the Middle East and all these places and California and the United States. And it kind of takes these fractured parts of the self and, and puts them together and creates a different type of landscape. But it's also a landscape that crosses um, cultural borders and boundaries, psychological borders and boundaries and becomes something else. So for me, I was really studying the human condition and also really, really being tapped into my own intuition and exploring telepathy. Because when I show up in Paraguay, they speak Guarani. I don't speak Guarani. So there's, but I could understand what people were saying just through observation, just through in, intuitive wisdom, um, through a lot of telepathic communication. And then the Spanish and the Guarani kind of came together. Um, I started this program with other volunteers where we basically created a program called Ahesha Paraguay, which is um, IC in Guarani, and it was basically a photo project. And we got a bunch of money and cameras donated, and we were able to take it out to our communities. That has since grown over the last several years. I can't even believe how many years it's been, so we'll not mention the number. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that manifested into me moving from Paraguay to Guatemala to work at a place to work in the documentary arts to basically give people voices. And then when I went to Arizona, I worked um, as a AmeriCorps volunteer during grad school at a place literally called Voices. Because this whole time, I'm also discovering my own voice and I'm using it through visual arts and documentary arts. And then I'm helping teach people about documentary arts and giving them a voice, right? So it's, and then it started to transition in, okay, so now you actually need to use your voice because I have a history of like sore throats and sort of growing up around narcissists who don't listen to your voice, there is no voice. And so it just sort of became this whole process. And then all of a sudden, one day beings came in to basically my house and they were like, it's go time. And I was like, finally and then we just like took off <laughs> very cool very cool you so. touch on some really cool um things in in a few shares that you just shared and uh, you know kind of going back to to the the 
traumas of childhood or being around a lot of narcissists that didn't hear you or didn't allow you to have a voice. Um, what was that like for you? I mean, I know when it was go time, it's like, all right, freedom. I'm, I can be myself. I can actually live out loud and speak my truth, which is, which is awesome. And we'll, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, I'm curious about you as a child, because I know for me as a child, I remember being feeling so connected and so in the flow in solitude and, and having a lot of interactions with, with nature, with divine beings, with, you know, even beings visiting me around the bed. I didn't know what they were, but they were very comforting to me. And then going in the world of the humans, <laughs> it, having a very different experience. So what was it like for you to navigate that landscape of, of basically what I, what I call it now is, is ego. I mean, it's, it's ego that's unconscious that it's kind of in this structure and it's not aware of itself as divine quite yet. Not that it can't be, but there's, there's, there's structures of conversations and drama that gets created. Like, what was that like for you to navigate that landscape when you could sort of see through it or know that it wasn't for you to be a part of? Right. So as a child, the thing is, is that I grew up out in like on a ranch and I was an only child. And there's also something in me that um, is is not introverted. So I actually like being around people. I'm extremely curious about people and I get a lot of energy from being around people, even though I'm an empath and feel everybody's stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. That's so, a challenge. <laughs> right. But I mean, there's a lot of empaths that are really um, introverted. And so in that way, I'm just grateful for the wiring that is like, find people, find people, talk to people. And then I get energy from that instead of feeling depleted from it. So what so I was I would go out and play with animals. I mean, I was left alone like all of the time. So I always say that I was raised by the beings, right? And the beings to me are what I sort of have termed my soul's guidance system, which can be my galactic family, the dragon consciousness, um, a lot of the plants and nature spirits that were in the area. So just the beings, right? So I always say that they raised me. So what would happen is is I, um, like a lot of us, we're looking around and why would somebody, why, why is somebody being mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that yeah. is not nice. Like, you what don't need to do that. On? And, and the, <laughs> the, I would hear like a phrase that would be like, basically this wasn't the phrase, but it would, it, I was supposed to ask, and this was the phrase, I was supposed to ask, I wonder why somebody would do that. I wonder, I wonder why they're doing that. And then I would start sort of getting information about their own traumas and their own history to help me understand why somebody would be screaming at somebody else and what was going on. Mm -hmm. So in that way, I feel like there was an advantage. So then I could understand why somebody would do that because that always felt so foreign to me. So they weren't telling me not to judge, but that question in and of itself the wondering to me is the key code for any information that you want. If you can get yourself into uh, a frequency of curiosity, compassionate curiosity, that is the key code to opening up anything in the information field that you sort of 
desire or that can be beneficial to help you on your way. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. That's something that, um, that I recommend as well. If, if you find yourself stuck in judgment say, isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of like, oh, that's so this or that, or that's so negative. It's like, isn't that interesting? It's different. I don't understand it, but, but here we are. So that, that attitude of curiosity and frequency of curiosity. I like that. That's very cool. So you mentioned that currently, and we all have these challenges, right? Even as we're helping others and we're, we're feeling very firm in our truth, your current challenge is kind of around receiving abundance and accepting the totality of being human. Can you share how that's been showing up for you recently? Um, yes. So in July, 2021, these beings are dragons. They're called the Ouroboros beings. And they came in and they were like, look around you. It was like one night I was in the backyard taking the dogs out to relieve themselves. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then they said, um, not look around you or looking around. They said, nothing will ever be the same again. And I've heard that before, actually before 2020 happened. And that one felt more collective. This one felt very personal, even though there's no separation between the two, we are still always balancing being, having an individual experience and also being part of the collective. So there are some differences between those. And I said, okay, I started, I was like bracing myself because I swear they were going to burn the house down, right? I mean, because that was sort of like the massive change. And what came through was, um, and there's a much longer version of this, but the the nutshell of it is, um, please dissolve everything in my life that is preventing me from intimacy with the divine. And so because I knew that this was a massive request um and it's not a it's not even a request i believe that when we get these messages and this felt more like a calling um that we are both the call and the response so we are the clarion call and we have the sovereignty to choose to respond to that but not not responding to that feels so out of alignment and wrong and it feels exactly right but i still sat with it for about a week because i really knew this was gonna be massive Um, And so I basically ceremonialized that into being and what I didn't quite understand because I'm like, yes, I love God. I love source. I'm ready to be in relationship with source (laughs) forever. Like that's what I want. But then a human walked into my life and it just opened up all of all of these things. We are best friends and he happens to be in a male body and we have all of these other lifetimes but it just opened up this whole thing about relationship in a very different way when i was thinking relationship (laughs) Mm, isn't that interesting yeah so what happened was my my body went through this with through this opening i went through a very 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 intense um uh, like three months dark night of the soul that was horrific, but I also was handed a whole bunch of stuff from the collective to sort of also push through me. Um, and it started this sort of journey. And then last December, I was, I was in a ceremony and I was wondering about just financial just abundance in general because I knew it was linked to the root chakra and I had been doing a lot of um, of work even on just 
it seems simple, but this stuff really runs really deep, just about bathroom trauma. Like, like, can I relax even if I'm going or using the restroom? Because we're so programmed to hold it, to ignore the body. And it happens in school, right? Like you have to wait till class is over before you can go to the bathroom. We're not stopping the car until you can go to the bathroom, whatever it is. So I had started doing that work earlier on and then I was in a ceremony and I realized, oh my goodness, like this is really linking into something very, very deep where I do not trust um, myself to receive from humans, which comes to primary caretakers without blaming them, things just happen, right? So if, if a need isn't met when it needs to be met, like that is buried in the subconscious, we can create these patterns of interference that do not allow us to receive. So if that is really deeply entrained in my body is holding on to that for for a lot of traumatic reasons, then that is absolutely affecting my ability to receive from somebody that's trying to give me money <laughs> because they want to be in a course or they want to get a star session um, or they want to work with me one on one. So it's like there's I am creating frequencies of resistance in that and the dragons for years have been talking about the importance of um, working in our subconscious and healing that because even though we set out these very conscious send out these very conscious intentions. Um, when we're working with the quantum field, we are always frequency matching. So we are always frequency matching everything that we're conscious of and everything that we're unconscious of. So I've been for a really long time working on um, working in my subconscious and everything that's unconscious so I can bring up these things and release them, not just because I want to like attract a whole bunch of money, but Sure, I mean, I'm not going to not want that, but there's a lot of things that come up, whether it's having a relationship with another person, um, whatever it is to be fully embodied and be in this human, because to me, the ascension is very much about um, being completely in the body, bringing in these other aspects of ourselves and integrating them into this physical structure. And the more that we do that, our physical bodies become enlightened and we lighten up and they become less dense because the way that we experience ourselves today is not the way that originally the divine human was designed. And so for me, we are here to work on getting into this body and, and lightening up this body so this physical structure isn't dense and accessing and remember this divine human that we all have activating DNA and opening up more energies and connecting with the earth. Absolutely. I hear you on that. Amen to all of it. And so um, as as with um, all of my guests, I've pulled a few cards just to help help with this process, if I can, as a just extra free gift for coming on the show. Um, would you mind if I share those now? Oh, sure. That'd be fine. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I do see that you're in a, a temporary healing cycle right now and, and learning to reconnect with your purpose at a new level. So anytime some of, some of this challenge is coming up, it's just reminding you over and over again to reconnect with purpose. And I feel that the embodiment typically in, in that kind of situation is, is acknowledging the, the needs of the, the human self and, and saying, 
hey, you know what? There may have been other lifetimes and other places where I, I can give freely and I don't need to pay the bills. I don't need food. I don't need exercise. I don't need all these things. But in this place, in order to do the work and to embody my purpose, I've got to do that too. So there's this um, kind of feeling of not, I don't know if deserving is the word, but um, well, I definitely get some messages about getting grounded. So making sure that you're more grounded in the everyday things. And even, and I get a flash of a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and just sipping and just kind of being in the moment, even um, doing more mindfulness, silent meditation feels very good for you just to almost not bring in information and let it be just quiet. Is that something that you've been doing or something you've been thinking about or been guided to do? Um, yeah, I, I love cacao. I have some right here and I was there sitting on it before, <laughs> before we met and, the heart um, centered, I, yeah, bringing you yeah. into your heart. Yes. Yeah. And oh, so perfect. that, and I do, um, work with, I've actually just wrapping up a, a Hawthorne plant devotional. So I've been drinking Hawthorne and just sitting with it. I love that. Beautiful. Well, your your conscious thoughts are definitely tuning into your inner self and, and seeing where you sacrifice yourself too much, which is a good way to think about this. Um, and um, un, un, the slightly unconscious, although for you, I'm pretty sure it's fairly conscious because you're doing the work, um, that you feel sometimes like you're going backwards or you're not moving fast enough or forward fast enough when it comes to this abundance mindset. And just remember every time that you hit this wall, it's a soul retrieval. So there are pieces of your human identified parts of your soul that have been fragmented over time. And as you pull those back and, and, and again, that word embodiment comes in, that's going to make it a lot easier for you to move forward. It's kind of like when the beings come in and say, hey, it's go time. It's like that soul piece comes back and goes, all right, it's go time. Yeah. So there's definitely, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I hear mother. Um, and I don't know if there's mother issues with that, or if it's you becoming the mother and leaving the child mindset, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's both. And my, my mother actually um, has cancer and it's spreading. And so she's going through a whole other thing. So yeah, yeah, that's you're right on in that. Mm, that makes sense. Well, mm -hmm. blessings with that. So definitely you're coming out of a time of getting heart centered and that's been the work that you've been doing. Your spirit is continue, your guides are continually guiding you back to that heart center. So every time that they feel that you're popping out of it and getting too far into your head or into the, again, that very comfortable upper chakra space. We talk about that quite a lot on the show, how we get really comfortable in the upper and it's it's can be a challenge to like go down and just do the, like for me, it's laundry, like laundry and dishes. I'm like, ah, you know, just yeah, certain little kitchen. Every, kitchen. <laughs> The kitchen is my grocery store like <laughs> these like everyday things that are just chop wood carry water you know it's yeah. like kind of getting more into that so that you can then move forward with a clean um foundation um but i see you have everything you need to make a difference here but there is something in the part of your human attitude that may still see negativity where it could see beauty it could see something more of an opportunity than it is. Um, and so the best thing you can be doing is, is looking at where you're putting your energy into stuff that's not giving back to you. Because when you do that, you, you're leaking your power. And, and, and some, a lot of times in spiritual business, we do that we're we're giving, you know, and, and like, mm -hmm. I see very clearly in other lifetimes, other places, you were just like, give, 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 like, 
my stuff is taken care of so I can do that. Mm -hmm. But now it's, it's a leaking of, of your ability to build again, foundation is coming in, build a foundation for yourself. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So, so the best thing that you can do is to consistently see through the illusions of a part of yourself that may want to be free. I certainly have that as well. we talk about spiritual escapism, um, recovering spiritual escapists right here. <laughs> so <laughs> the part that just wants to literally go live in, in a tree house or a spaceship or something like in, in the bottom of the ocean and mm -hmm. to say, hey, you know what, we can do that in between in life in between lives or maybe in the next one, but we've got to be here now. Um, and so the more that you focus on what you need and living within your means and, and pay attention to what it is you need to bring in. And, and I, I think it is too something that I've struggled with as well. And I, a lot of my guests we've been talking about is this more feminine or intuitive and spiritual way of, of doing work and sharing ourselves. And that sometimes we do need a dose of the masculine energy. Mm -hmm. So as you get into your heart, that may come in to support you. And I would say, welcome it on in and do your best to quiet your mind to allow that to be a container for it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. And so at the end, I got divine timing, the time master and the tree of life. So now's the time to get grounded and just kind of put some things into motion that you've been thinking about. And with time, it's all going to fall into place. But that's the only thing that I see as far as doing your part that would be very helpful um, for that process. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, I wish you the very best with it. I see that you're on your on your track. And as with everyone that is doing this work, we have very interesting pitfalls, very interesting speed bumps and challenges. And it's just about finding out what that is for us. And our guides know exactly how to how to boss us around and get us get us back on track. <laughs> so thanks so much for coming today and sharing your light, Ashley. Thank you. It was you're a pleasure being here and getting to share space with you. Oh, you're so welcome. And so where can people find you if they'd like to learn more about you and your work? Sure. Um, the easiest way to find me is on my website, which is galacticashley.com. And I am also on Instagram, which is galacticashley.activates. But you can always just my website will never change galacticashley.com. That's a good, good name. Good name to keep. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right, my dear, will you enjoy the rest of your day? And again, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.